It's Wednesday, June 15th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. President Joe Biden told the largest federation of labor unions on Tuesday that he's working to rebuild the U.S. economy around workers, an attempt to draw a contrast with Republicans who have increasingly attracted blue-collar votes. We should encourage unions, Biden said. I'm not just saying that to be pro-union, I'm saying it because I'm pro-American. The speech before the AFL-CIO convention in Philadelphia was the president's attempt to reset the terms of the debate on the economy as the president's own approval ratings have slid while consumer prices and the cost of gasoline have surged. Inflation at a more than 40-year high has caused voters to sour on the economy, despite a recovery after the pandemic-induced downturn that has led to robust hiring and a healthy 3.6% unemployment rate. The president on Tuesday tried to remind his audience of the food lines and layoffs during the coronavirus pandemic that preceded his presidency, contrasting that with the improvements in household balance sheets under his watch. In other news, The House passed legislation that would expand security protection to the immediate family members of Supreme Court justices, sending the bill to President Biden's desk for his signature. The House took up the Senate-passed version after Republican Senate leaders warned Democrats that an attempt to broaden the bill to include families of court staff wouldn't make it through the Senate. The bill's 396-27 passage comes after an armed man was arrested outside Justice Brett Kavanaugh's Maryland home last week and charged with attempted murder. The 27 no votes were Democrats from across the ideological spectrum. Some progressives said they voted against the bill because it wasn't broad enough, and they felt Congress was neglecting its duty to protect health care workers who provide abortions or to put in place significant gun reforms to protect Americans. Around the world, Russian forces destroyed the last remaining bridge to Severodonetsk, cutting Ukrainian supply lines and moving to consolidate control over the strategic city in the latest setback for Kyiv's forces in the country's east. The capture of the city would mark a fresh vindication of Russia's shift to a more narrowly focused military campaign aimed at taking Ukrainian territory in the predominantly Russian-speaking east after its failed attempts to grab Kyiv and other parts of the country in the initial phase of the war. Russia's slow but steady successes since it started to concentrate its troops and firepower on eastern Ukraine suggest its reduced objectives now better match its military capabilities. Meanwhile, President Biden said Tuesday that temporary silos would be built along the border with Ukraine in a bid to help export more grain and address a growing global food crisis. Since the Russian invasion and blockade of Ukrainians' Black Sea ports, grain shipments have stalled and more than 20 million tons are stuck in silos. Ukraine says it faces a shortage of silos for a new crop. I'm working closely with our European partners to get 20 million tons of grain locked in Ukraine out onto the market to help bring down food prices, Biden said. It can't get out through the Black Sea because it'll get blown out of the water. In sports news, the U.S. Open will allow tennis players from Russia and Belarus to compete this year despite the ongoing war in Ukraine, which prompted Wimbledon to ban those athletes. Since Russia began its attacks on Ukraine in February, Russian athletes have been prevented from taking part in many sports, including soccer's World Cup qualifying playoffs. Belarus has aided Russia in the war. And 
Republican Maya Flores is projected to win a special election in Texas's 34th Congressional District after Representative Vela, who held the seat for nearly 10 years, resigned in March and vacated the seat. Flores will become the first Mexican-born Congresswoman to serve in the House. Her family moved to the United States when she was just six years old. First and foremost, I thank God for the blessing of the opportunity to serve the people of Texas's 34th Congressional District, Flores told a news outlet after winning the race. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.